When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auburn fans, how are we doing tonight? Welcome in to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we are here to talk about the 72-59 to victory over the 13th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. That is right, folks. The 22nd-ranked Auburn Tigers improved to 12-3 and on the year, 2-1 and in the SEC Conference, and what a bounce-back performance it was from Bruce Pearl and the boys inside of Neville Arena. The jungle was rocking. We're going to give all the love to each and every one of those fans that showed up last night. Incredible atmosphere like it always is. That is why it's so tough to get a ticket inside of Neville Arena. But man, we're here to talk about the likes of Jonai Broom, Wendell Green Jr., and Alan Flanagan, 22. Big props to you, Cuzzo. Way to get it going last night. We need more of that. We love Alan Flanagan on this podcast. Want to see more of 22 firing on all cylinders. So there's a lot to talk about tonight, and we're ready to get after it. So we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and we're going to get Dustin in here and War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up and welcome back in everybody and tonight we're here with our co-host Dustin Smith. Uh, We're glad to have him. It's a a wonderful Sunday evening and I know I myself have been watching a lot of NFL, a lot of playoff scenarios. Dustin, I know you have been doing the same man. How have you you been doing today and what's it been like watching the NFL for you brother? It's my favorite time of year man. There's so much sports going on Mm -hmm. and my Bucks ended their sixth game losing our winning streak versus the Falcons. Just decided to only play the starters a half. Kind of pissed me off. I get it. Injuries. You just want to get to the playoffs healthy. You Tampa couldn't affect their seeding one way or the other. We're locked into the four seed. Mm-hmm. But don't like losing the last game of the season to the freaking Falcons to a rival. And we were eight and eight. And now the addition of the goofy seventeenth week, it gives us a losing record. Tom Brady's first ever. About that, we're going to draw the Cowboys Saturday. Looking forward, maybe Sunday, but looking forward to that. It's been fun, man. It was a fun, uh, tons of basketball on yesterday. Just a really fun sports weekend. Mm, yeah, man, we'll get into some to some college hoops with the Auburn Tigers, man, and the big victory they had. But first, Dustin. I wanted to roll into this thing about Hugh Freeze, man, and all the excitement that's been going down on the Plains and the football program, man. Uh, I know Auburn had a big, big recruiting weekend this weekend. They picked up some some talent, uh, and and he's attacking the positions that need, man. Could you talk a little bit about uh, head coach Hugh Freeze and the job this staff is, has done this weekend? This is what competent coaching looks like, Blake. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. This is just phenomenal. Uh, let's start with the basketball game because I want to make this point. It was really funny, wasn't it? Uh, go back to the 48 hours after he was hired mm-hmm. and go back to the Saturday of the Iron Bowl whenever his name was announced. You know, Lane staying at Ole Miss, probably going to be Hugh. And then everybody freaks out. Well, Blake, I'll be damned. We got a couple recruits. Mm-hmm. 
building on the offensive line, and next thing I know, Hugh Freeze is getting a standing ovation at at Neville Arena. You don't say. That was quicker than I thought. I thought it was at least going to take a couple of wins. I thought four or five wins in the next year, we're sitting five and one or something, and everybody will come. But nope, all it took was a couple of recruits. Mm. And all that, I'm not going to be there. Standing ovation. Did you notice who we sat with all night? Who was that, Dustin? He was on a double date with the Nevels. Brother <laughs> Hugh and his lovely wife and boy, he looked sharp <laughs> at the on the victory banquet, didn't he? Yeah, he oh, did, good. man. Yeah, he did. Hey, you oh, know, good. Th- th- that's that's one thing that got me is is I see these cats on Twitter, man, and and social media and all that who were down in the hire before he was hired, and they were saying, you know, oh, if we hire Hugh Freeze, I- I'm done supporting Auburn, and now you're on Twitter acting like it never happened. Like you never said any of that, and you're up in Neville Arena and giving him a standing ovation. Uh, it's mighty funny to me, man. He's pulling, he's pulling talent. He, we pulled a linebacker from LSU. Uh, I know, I know, we were on him before he went there, but um, you know, you pull, you pull uh, some talent from Purdue, and then you get a couple guys out of high school and some highly touted guys, and and just things are looking up, man. I think there's a lot of excitement around the program. The thing that sticks out to me about this weekend is position and needs. Yep. Lawrence Johnson, 6'4", 285, defensive lineman from Purdue. Yep. DeMario Tallin, like you mentioned, the linebacker that we wanted a year ago from LSU. Mm -hmm. And he played in all 12 games. And it's funny because I didn't have any insight. I just was joking. But my buddy, who's an LSU fan, texted me and he said, why do I have a, a heralded freshman that played in every game that's hitting the portal. This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And just jokingly, I said, because eh, Auburn called him. I didn't even, you know, <laughs> pissing him off. And, yeah, turns out that was the kid. And, and uh, I, you know, listen, the little story that I read on it was that he just he got playing time at LSU. He was going to be a starter next year. And he was all, you know, going to get more playing time. But he just wasn't happy personally. So whatever goes into that, you don't know. But – Hopefully, we, you know, we can make him happy, and that's that's the biggest position of need right now. I see all this debate about Spencer Sanders or the two-lane quarterback and this and that. Man, we don't have any linebackers. And then uh, Mosea Kite, well, that's how you say his name, Mosea, mm-hmm. 6'2", 298, interior D-lineman from Maryland. Yeah. Again, man, just we need bodies up front. You're getting guys that have already played and are big bodies. I'm interested to see – how these guys fit in Robert's scheme because I don't know much about Robert's. We haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be interested to see how all these guys kind of play out. And then the two high school guys, Tyler Scott and CJ Thompson. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best defensive back class. At least we'll see how it pans out. But on paper, man, I can't think of a better one at Auburn. And we've had some damn good ones. So <laughs> just really excited about what Zach Gunner has done. Coach Crime Dog coming in. And locking up some of these guys, everybody was after Tyler Scott Blake. He's a three star, mm-hmm. but that's only because he's a late bloomer. You look at what he did his senior year. You look at the hats that were on the table mm-hmm. and who we won over. Same thing with CJ Johnson, but Tyler Scott, huge, huge get. Probably going to be a, a four star when the final ratings are done with all that. So, and those guys showed out. K and Lee showed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they had uh, they had Falk. And Keldrick Falk at interior D line, and so he didn't have a good showing. But Auburn's not going to play him at D tackle, so I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, 
Conalulu great. So our guys, our guys had good performances uh, at the All Star game as well. There's just a lot to look forward to, and from 60th to 15th, I mean, come mm. on now. Well, you know, Dustin, it, it it all comes back to me as a guy that puts in work. Uh, he he cares about his job, and 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 look, a lot of people that they think that this is just a um you know a, a Sunday to to Saturday thing. You know, it's not. This is a year round thing. Q Freeze has to recruit, all right, and and that's just part of it. And the last staff just didn't do that. You they didn't care about their job. This you don't win football games from Sunday to Saturday. All right, you win football games when you're, it's not even football season; it's recruiting season. All right, it, it's it's just that's just how it goes, man. I mean, you look at the top tier programs. Do you think Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, you know, do you think those guys take breaks in recruiting, Dustin? No, that's why their teams are in the college football playoffs every year, man. Like our last staff, this this is an embarrassment. Okay, like to. Brian Harson, this is an embarrassment to him. Like it, it might end up being like he might not ever get another P five offer, uh, a job offer. Like this is how bad Hugh Freeze has made him look, in my opinion. It, it's bad. And uh, just shout out to Hugh Freeze. To for me, Dustin, it's attacking the positions that need, like you said, uh, to realize that next year on the D line, you're you're losing some guys. All right. And you go and attack that position. Uh, you, you look at your secondary. A lot of people ripped the secondary last year. And, you know, you go and attack that position. Uh, you go and get those recruits, man. And that is the biggest thing to me is Hugh Freeze had a plan. And his plan was to look at this roster, recognize the weaknesses, and attack those weaknesses. That's not what we've seen from Brian Harson and his previous staff. Absolutely, and here's the funny thing about that, Blake. We talk, we got uh, Britton, the offensive lineman from Western Kentucky, earlier in the week. He's very sought after, and with that addition, I pretty much put my focus towards linebacker and D line because now, for the mm-hmm. first time in years, I feel like the O line's locked up. Absolutely, man, and that's another thing. I, I that just. Completely slipped my mind, man. How how refreshing is it, Dustin, to see offensive linemen committing to Auburn out of the portal, bro? Like uh, high schoolers that aren't from Auburn, all right? Auburn High School actually committing to play at Auburn. I mean, it's just it's all about work ethic, man. It comes down to Hugh Freeze actually loves this. He is committed to it, and he has a different work ethic than what Harson had, and even at the end of the Malzahn era, because we know Malzahn slacked in that area uh, towards the end of his tenure at Auburn. So it's just refreshing to see it, man. And, and you know, I know it's all got to translate to Hugh Freeze. I mean, uh, excuse me, it's all got to translate onto the football field for Hugh Freeze. Um, but it's just a breath of fresh air, man, and I think a lot of people are slowly starting to get excited for A-Day. And I know... You know, last year I wasn't excited at all. Uh, I, I actually just was like, hey, I, I don't even really care about it. Like, it is what it is, you know. It, it just really didn't 
interest me. You know, the closer the season got, Dustin, you know, I started filling my head up. It being an Auburn homer, I know, I started filling my head up with all of these uh, eight and four, and well, we could we could possibly win nine games if we do this and if we do that. But realistically, man, deep down, we knew what we were gonna be. You know, we knew what we were, we knew what we were gonna be with Brian Harson, man. It wasn't it you know, it wasn't a secret. We knew he didn't have the juice. So uh that's my thing with Freeze, man. it's refreshing to see. It's beautiful, man. I just like you talk about, there just really wasn't a lot of hope there last year for A Day. And Hell, dude, Austin affected baseball last year. I, w- I went to A-Day, and then I went to the game versus Vanderbilt, and Trace Bryant gave up 12 in one inning, and they hung 18, mm-hmm. 20 on something like that. Yeah. And that was that was the coldest I've ever been at a spring game. It was like 50 degrees with a 20-mile-per-hour wind. I ate a hot dog and uh, a poison dog. I threw up all the way back to Pensacola. Just, oh, dude. It was just not a good thing. I'm telling you, man. Um up until Brian Harson, I was like twenty and oh, twenty one and oh, somewhere around there in Jordan Air Stadium. That guy just ruined <laughs> everything. So we'll be there this year with a new energy and a new focus and just a whole just a whole new vibe, man. It's mm. it's kinda like what uh you see last night with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Last year they had Urban Meyer, just a, a fish out of water, just the wrong hire, not competent in this scenario. What do they do? They go get mm. a real coach. I heard a, a Jaguars guy, uh, a podcaster, put it, and I loved it. He said, whenever they hired him, this was before they even won the division and all that, when they hired Doug mm-hmm. Peterson, he said, the adults are back in charge. Mm. And I've used that for the Hugh Freeze and versus Brian Harson scenario as well. The adults are back in charge. Now a guy that is not going to wait to find out in the fall camp Okay, oh, your starting center can't go. Well, let's see if Tate Johnson's ready. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff's not going to happen. I'll tell you what you won't see on your brother Hugh. And I know you want to you call him Reverend Hugh, and I respect <laughs> that, but, but here's the thing. Right now, to me, he's still a deacon. <laughs> I, love it. I, lo- I love everything. I love everything brother Hugh's doing. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's been collected. All from plates got a little bit fatter. But... I still got to see it on the field. Yeah. Before I name him the reverend of the church. But yeah. I'm impressed. And boy, he's in line. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so excited, Blake. And just competent, man. Competent. Like, you see an offensive lineman like Britton, who was a second team all conference. Yes, in a smaller conference, but still, linemen with experience are coveted. You mm-hmm. see the teams that are after him. You see the teams that were after Dylan Wade. USC offered him more NIL money than Auburn did. Mm. He still shows Auburn. Mm. We're starting to beat these teams, and competent recruiting is starting to take place. And I can't wait for the summer because I'm interested to see how many recruits we have going into the season. It won't be two. I guarantee you it won't be two like it was last year. That was nightmare stuff, wasn't it? I mean, just now that we really look back at it, Dustin, like how – I mean, it was awful, bro. Like we were literally the laughing stock of the conference, you know. Like, 
I mean, people were making fun of us worse than, you know, because Vanderbilt doesn't get made fun of. We all know what they are. So really and truly, man, like we were down there with Missouri getting just absolutely blasted and it sucked, man. It sucked. Like, I, I don't know if you're, if you're not an Auburn fan and you are listening to this, like every time you, you jabbed us with a little joke and a dig and everything, it hurt. Like, because it was literally your worst nightmare. All right. And I was never excited. Like, I never got excited. Like, even going to that Penn State game, Dustin, it was Penn State, man. And it was like tradition on tradition. And I just, I'll always remember telling my wife, like, hey, you know, we're probably not going to win. And she was like, what? Like, you know, it's Auburn versus Penn State. You know, you guys played them tight last year. And I was like, doesn't matter. You know, like, I just feel nothing in this program right now. Nothing. Just, you know, once I got inside Jordan here, excited. But uh, two quarters in, not excited anymore. So it was it was just a nightmare, dude. Everything about it, man, uh, was a nightmare. And, you know, Dustin, I, I listen a lot to my dad, man. And my dad just, he told me, he was like, look, man, it's going to all be over soon. All right? and, and I remember, you know, we would always talk about when they need to fire him and everything. And he said, Blake, they're going to fire him. All right, and when they fire him, they're going to make the correct hire. And he he told me straight up, he said, Blake, a lot of people are going to they're going to get backlash from this, and and you know, but it's going to happen. He said Hugh Freeze is the guy for Auburn. All right, and he said that is the guy you want to bring in. And I was all hyped up on the Lane train and everything, and man, what a what a bullet we missed there. But uh, you know, and 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 I stuck with my dad and and everything, and he said, look. All of this stuff against Hugh is slowly going to start to fade because you're going to see progress come. And then all of these people who who just bashed him and they didn't want him at Auburn, he said they're slowly going to jump on board. He said, and then by the by this time next fall, he said, when Auburn is sitting here and, and you know, say he reels off an eight, nine win season in his first year, he said, then the the real trajectory of, of up, being on the up, is gonna he said it's gonna just take off Blake and I'm slowly starting to see that right now Dustin slowly the picture is coming into color man and and everything my dad told me I just I see it playing out right now and I'm not saying that Auburn's going to go out and win the national championship next year I'm not saying they're going to go out and play for the the college football playoff or whatever but I can realistically see eight, nine wins in Hugh Freeze's first year, Dustin. The schedule sets up favorably. Um, going to Cal as your non-conference, that's a lot different than Oregon, Washington, or Penn State, teams that we've played in the past. Mm-hmm. You get Georgia and Alabama at home. Your other East opponent is Vanderbilt. You get both Mississippi teams at home. Mm-hmm. It sets up – our schedule's never going to be easy, but – it sets up as easy as it can. Your toughest road games are going to be in Baton Rouge, which you've slayed that dragon as far as the curse goes. It's going to be a tough game, but in Baton Rouge and in Arkansas, those are your toughest road games. So, yeah, man, uh, I want to kind of see how the roster fills out. Yeah. Get a look at how everything kind of sits after spring, but the confidence is high, man. I can't wait to see 
the lineups on A Day. You know, what does that O line look like? Does Connor Lou start at center? Do we? Because I feel like we're, if we're going to add another offensive lineman, it's going to be a center. But other than that, mm-hmm. I feel like we're pretty much filled. I, I can't really see a, a guy unless he's surefire going to start. Yeah. I don't know how many of those guys are out there, but I feel like we're pretty much kind of done at O-line now because now you've brought in so many talented bodies that mm-hmm. another guy's going to look at that and go, mm, there's actually competition there now. When Auburn's selling point at O-line has been, you can come in and play right away. So maybe if we add one more guy, it'll be at center. But if it's down to Connor Liu and uh, Tate Johnson, I'm picking Connor Liu. So mm. just interested to see how all those battles go, and it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, so everybody get excited for Auburn football. Uh, the the job that this staff and Coach Hugh Freeze have done, it's been phenomenal. A-plus a stuff, man, A-plus. Went from 60th in recruiting to 15th, or 16th, excuse me. Uh, so uh, just A-plus stuff, man. And, and, Dustin, moving on to the basketball side of things, man, I tell you what was A-plus, and that's this team's performance last night against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, the Auburn Tigers come out with a 72-59 to victory at home. Dustin, what were your initial thoughts about last night, my man? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was needed. It was needed, and everyone was freaking out, rightfully so, versus Georgia. <laughs> Everybody was upset. God, I'm not trying to, to pour water on it, but because I hate Georgia more than anybody walking, I promise you, mm-hmm. I wasn't happy about it. But this is what it's going to be. I'm just going to keep saying it. We're going to lose eight or nine games. Yep. It was a huge bounce back because, like I said, like I said Wednesday when we did the review right after the game, so I'm not – I'm not panicking. I'm not that upset yet. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, let's see. Uh, can't happen again type thing. And the boys bounce back and flan. Like, if we get that version of flan, and man, this team is going to be tough. And <laughs> the big thing for me, Blake, was when to go two for 12 and then to come out and get the first, the last game, go two for 12, and then come out this game, have the first seven points, mm-hmm. hit a three, Say, here I am. Uh, Big win. And look, man, the Arkansas reaction has made it what it is. And this is, um, it was our Super Bowl, apparently. Man. And I'm glad that we were able to win our Super Bowl. That's such such a ridiculous take. But awesome, too, because y'all are the ones that dropped confetti and stormed the court. Yeah. And your head coach ripped off his shirt. And y'all are the ones that when you dunked it, you, you threw your nuts in Wynn's face and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That was the way y'all got down, which is fine. I don't, you know, cool. Like you beat the number one team. I get it. I'm, I'm sitting there going, what universe do I live in when te- where people are storming the core versus Auburn? I was actually <laughs> cool versus with it. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But brother, like, that was sweet, man. That was sweet. And, I always love Arkansas, and I always love their fans' reaction when they get to figure out. Because, look, in their head, 
they rule the SEC. Like, I've never seen a yeah. fan base as detached from reality as what Arkansas is. So, to remind them what this is and who they are was a beautiful thing. And I've been wanting that game right there since that night in Fayetteville last year. And you could tell that the boys wanted it too. Mm. Very well put, Dustin. And I tell you what, man, uh, about your Super Bowl comment, I would rather be one and zero in Super Bowls than zero and one in Super Bowls. All right, all right. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. You didn't. I hate it for you. And and let me tell you something. These clients, all right, as I like to call them, they get on Twitter, man, and they say, "Oh, well, that's all. That's Auburn Super Bowl." They, you know, well, your header on your Twitter page is literally Arkansas storming the court against Auburn last year. Like, what are you talking about? You sound stupid, all right? Like, like, just just shut up. You lost, all right? Get over it and move on because you have things to fix on your side. Uh, Coach Musselman, you need to fix your free throw shooting because it's terrible, all right? It, dreadful at the line. Arkansas couldn't hit a free throw to save their life last night, all right? No, and then. Sir. And then, look, don't come at me with all this, uh, the, the Super Bowl stuff and, uh, you know, oh, well, we rushed the court because you were number one in the country. Hold on now. This is a program. Arkansas has won a national championship in basketball, Dustin. Auburn hasn't, all right? We've only been to one Final Four, okay? So you are a, are, are much well known on the basketball side of things, all right, than Auburn is. And you're over here acting, you know, uh, like you said, uh, putting your nuts in wind's face and, uh, you're, you're swinging on the rim and then you have a, you have freaking lasers, all right? You have a laser light show last year, all right? You're flickering the lights and laser beams coming out of the roof and all of this and you drop confetti and, Players are swinging their jerseys up in the air, and Musselman's over there in a damn sling and no shirt on and all this, trying to do his best Bruce Pearl impression and all this stuff. And last night, it was just another day at the office for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, I didn't see the jungle storm the court. Uh, I didn't I didn't see Cardwell or anybody, you know, do anything out of the ordinary. All I saw was Auburn bounce back and expect to beat the 13th uh, 13th ranked team in the country and that is what they did man and you know you brought up a great point Dustin and and I brought this up in the intro is Wendell Green Jr. man I, I, I posted on Twitter last night I said this is the definition of a leader okay you mentioned it he went two for 12 the other night at Georgia played probably his worst game of the year and Bruce was on him I mean, Bruce sat him, and I don't know if you've seen the video, but Bruce mm-hmm. gave him the business. I ain't seen Bruce talk to a player that way in a long time. Bruce was pissed. And guess what he did, Dawson? 29 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, and 19 points. People, if we get 19 points from Wendell Green Jr. night in, night out, I take back everything I said on my last episode. Everything I said, because and and like you mentioned, Alan Flanagan as well. All right, thirty-three minutes, five of nine from the field, three of six from three, eight rebounds, two assists, eighteen points. All right, if we get twenty-two going like that, 
with, with the way that Jonah Broom's been playing, Chris Moore's been playing, Jalen Williams has been playing. Man, I, I'm telling you, we're we're, we're going to be on, on on track, Dustin. And, and let me tell you something too, Dustin. Is is I look at this team, man. We go on the road, we're going to struggle. I've accepted it. All right. When we play on the road, we look like a damn NIT team. All right. When we play at home, we look like a top ten team in the country. I don't know what it is. Uh, but I want to see one of these performances at home travel. I want to see it go yeah. on the road and beat somebody, beat beat a top-notch program, go into Tuscaloosa and bang one out one time. That's what I want to see, Dustin. Yeah, I, I feel you. And I thought the turning point in the game was Dylan Carwell's really hard foul. Mm. I like you was just as furious that they even reviewed it. Oh, dude! Uh, I mean, because listen, it, it was a hard foul, but that was the point of it. It was sending a message: you're not going to come in here tonight and get anything easy down here. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that y'all play, and this is the way y'all played us in the past, and this is the way it's going to be tonight. I thought that was a a tone setting foul. I commented on your live stream at the time. I just really like that foul. Um, yep. It was hard, and I thought that it really sent a message. I thought the shot selection was better, mm-hmm. and something me and you just harp on. Uh, Went took one bad three, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I'm not gonna say I was okay with it, but like the momentum was there, the crowd was into it, we were on a roll. If you're gonna do it, that's where you do it. And I believe the shot clock was going down as well. So other than that one shot, I thought that the shot selection from the entire team was solid, and 70 is our magic number, Blake. If we mm-hmm. can get 70 and don't do what we did in L.A., because we got 71 that night, but we turned it over 20 times. Yep. When you protect the basketball the way that we protected the basketball, you can get back on defense, and they're not in transition, and you can set it up. And we talk about it all the time. Bruce Pearl is a defensive wizard. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? I'm gonna drop back in, in zone. zone. Yes, sir. And they look, look. I call him Steve the Pirate because if you've ever watched dodgeball, <laughs> you tell me muscle men don't look like Steve the Pirate. Man, get out of here. <laughs> That's a good one, so, Dustin. That's a good I'm one. He looks just like Steve the Pirate to me. <laughs> and so Steve the Pirate got out coached. Like we dropped back in that zone and we did it to him. So it's a fact. Bruce is displaying his defensive, you know, prowess once again. And like I guess say 70 without turnovers. That's the number for us, mm-hmm. especially at home. To your point on the road, I feel you, man. I do. Majority of our losses this year are going to come on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be win to win, uh, tough to win road games in conference for any conference. This year with the SEC, it's just, man. The refs have already, the refs have said it. I watched every SEC game, at least parts of every SEC game this weekend. The refs just said, we ain't calling nothing down here at the basket. Mm -hmm. And that's across the board. So if you're getting frustrated at Wynn and KD getting knocked out, listen, I promise you they're doing it with every team. So there's going to have to be some adjustment made by everybody. That's just the way they're calling the league this year. Road games are going to be tough. Look, Georgia spanks us Wednesday. We beat Florida. Yep. Georgia goes to Florida, and Florida smokes them. Yep. Like, road game's going to be tough to win in this league. And here's, I feel you, I'm not trying to, like, poo-poo them and just say chalk it up as an L. 
But here's the good thing about it. Tournament games, ain't played on the road. Then I played a Neville, I'll give you that. But it's not like you have an opposing crowd just on your back either. Like yeah. At that point, you just need to be playing good ball. So win your home games, in my opinion, go 500 on the road. I prefer not to lose to lower rated teams like Georgia, lower quad that can, you know, can be used against you on your resume. Mm-hmm. But when you bounce back with a big quad one win, Arkansas was number 10 in the RPI. You kind of, you kind of write that, you know, you write that wrong. And if we drop out of the polls, Blake, I don't care because 25 teams don't make the tournament 64 do. And who cares about the rankings really? Yeah. And you know what, Dustin, the Georgia game, could, it could have been a wake up call, man. It could have been a wake up call. Sometimes team need uh, a team needs to take a loss, man. And I know every, some people, everybody might say, "Well, uh, you know, you already had two losses on the year." I'm talking about a conference loss. All right, I'm talking about one where you just you go in and you think that you're better than the other team, and you just get slapped around for 40 minutes. All right, and sometimes that does a team good. All right, it it it, it takes you back to the drawing board. And I think that might that might be what happened to Auburn is they walked in, they said, oh, it's Georgia, took them lightly, and you got slapped around for 40 minutes, and Bruce took the boys back to the drawing board. And I liked what you brought up about the zone. As soon as I saw Auburn drop into a zone, I said, hey, Arkansas can't shoot. This is brilliant coaching. Bruce noticed it. They can't shoot. You make Arkansas shoot you out of the zone. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. The Arkansas can't shoot, man. I, they might be worse than Auburn at shooting. I, honestly, I mean, it, it's, it was bad last night. And I'm talking about something else. It was bad, Dustin. W- what did they shoot at the free throw line? Look, 59%. 59%. 59%. Auburn with a shocking 77%, Dustin. Yeah, they were 19 for 32. Oh, dude. Arkansas, 19 of 32. That is terrible. 10 for 16 from deep. I'm telling you, man, they might be worse than Auburn as a shooting team. I'm dead serious. They can't, they can't shoot to save their life. Uh, and look at Auburn, man, shooting 43 percent, seven of 21 from three, 33 percent there. I mean, we lost the rebounding battle, but I'm not even really worried about of that. The zone, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're in zone, you're more, you're just. You're trying to find a guy. You have a you know you have a zone that you're mm-hmm. responsible for. It's a lot easier to rebound when you're a man because your body and a guy is easier to box yep. him out. If you're in zone, a lot of times you're you're just in a tougher position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And the one stat that just absolutely blows my mind, man. Um, eight turnovers. Auburn had eight turnovers. Just absolutely blows my mind, man. Auburn held on to the basketball, smart passes, uh, just just Wendell Green Jr. just absolutely played phenomenal basketball, man. Zep Jasper even getting in there, man. Zep made big shots last night. That I mean, three would have went down, man. Oh, I oh wish that three went down. man, Neville Arena would have exploded. Yeah. God, I hate calling. I just, I'm just not a fan of Neville Arena, but it just sounds. It just sounds different, but write a, a twenty million dollar check, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but man, it was just an all around great performance. Um, one guy I do want to talk about, Dustin. I, I gotta, I gotta bring him up, man. And I know he had a he had a big technical towards the end. Auburn was up nine or ten when it happened. Whatever. 
but but Jonah Broom, man, 30 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field. Uh, he had 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and 10 points, man, and the one big technical. Dustin, let me tell you something, man. I was completely okay with him drawing that tech. All right? I was completely okay with him drawing that tech. Uh, you, you sling a guy's stuff up into the second row, and they've been talking this mad crap for a year, and they've been talking about how they were going to come into Neville Arena and just smack us around. Well, guess what? Jonah Broom smacked you up into the second row, all right? And and he was letting you know it. He was getting in your grill saying, hey, this is my this is my house, all right? I was completely okay with it. And, and I thought this Auburn team showed that they had a little swagger last night. And Jonah Broom, another leader, in my opinion, a guy that has just been getting better and better and better as the year goes on. Dustin, what are your thoughts on Jonah? He's a dog, man. A, a dog. dog. And this isn't a shot at Walker. I love Walker, and I've said it before, Walker's a better player um, overall. But I think that there's some different mentality there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said that was kind of what got in Castleton's head. And it's just – I love it. You need yep. it. And you need it from a big guy, really. Like last year, you were only kind of getting it from KD. And I mean, he can only impose so much physicality as an undersized guard. Mm-hmm. He can still be a dog and bring energy. But when you put that with it being your big man, I'm going to block the shot, and then I'm going to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. And like we talk about, man, Arkansas needs to know about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is with them. Why they think they're so far superior to everybody? But <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. That's. Uh, I want to see. I want to see a lot more of it. Be careful, like if that's because that can that has the potential to be a five point possession. They mm-hmm. can hit both technical free throws and then hit a three. So be careful, like if it's a four point game and you get a block for yeah. Alabama, let's not do that. But Overall, man, I have no problem with it. And just when you lose a first-round pick like Walker Kessler, who leads the country in blocks, this is as good as you can do as replacing it. So having a guy like that that can step in and just—I mean, since conference play started, I think he's up this. I think he's up this play. Absolutely, absolutely. Dustin, man, one thing I, I want to ask you is. I said it last night, and I know you predicted it, and you talked a little bit about it, man, and that's KD Johnson, and he still isn't there. He had 20 minutes last night, 2 of 10 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, and 4 points, man. Uh, You know, I know you called Zepp Jasper getting more of his minutes, and Zepp last night, 20 minutes, 2 of 5 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, 1 rebound, 1 assist, and five points, man. Uh, I, I know he had a he had a nice little shot right there in clutch time. I know Arkansas was on a run, and Zepp got a, a, a big bucket there to kind of stop that run and got all the momentum uh, all the momentum back to Auburn. And uh, I, I think Zepp plays sensational, man. We know what kind of defense he plays, and uh, he's going to take care of the basketball. And right now, KD Johnson is not doing that. He's not taking care of the basketball. He's not taking uh, good looks and and just it looks like a struggle, man. Honestly, it looks like Auburn's offense on the football field. It looks like a pure 
struggle. Uh, what, what what do we do with KD, man? How do we get him going? Because I honestly feel, Dustin, if KD Johnson gets it going, this team could hit another level. Because you're missing that guy from last year that was a key contributor, and this year he's come in, and you're just you're not seeing it, Dustin. Yeah, I don't know what it is other than just at this point he's cold, he's not confident, he's not feeling himself. Um, it only takes one game though. Yep. And he's a streaky guy, so I, I feel like his minutes need to be cut. I think Zeb's kind of proven that. But you don't – it's not a chance Westry situation where you just cut him completely. Like, yeah. You, you play KD. You still play him, and you need to. I mean, you can't just cut it down to Wendell, Zepp, and Trey. Yeah. But you're going to have to close the minutes down and then just end those 10 to 12 minutes that he's getting. I hope that he finds it. I just want KD to have a game. Well, he's going to have to have two. He's got to have two. Because he's had a couple games this year where he's popped. We need KD to have a couple of games where it kind of gets going. Like you're seeing Flan. Flan's mm-hmm. had two good games in a row. So if we see another one, first old miss from Flan, and it doesn't have to be as many. What you, how many points did he have? KD? Oh, uh, Flan. Oh, uh, yeah, 18. It yeah. 18 and 8 every night. But one thing that KD can this, – this is something that I, I noticed with Flan these last two games – that KD can also look at and do. A rebound for Flan. Yep. When you do stuff like that, and he did a little bit of everything versus Georgia, he was our best player that night on the mm-hmm. floor, just all around. When you get a rebound, when you do the, all the little things, the rest of it usually comes. You see that a lot with Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. So Allen getting those A rebounds. Starts feeling himself. He starts getting the flow of the game. He's pushing the ball up. He's being smart. Um, that three that he hit, you know. So same thing with KD. KD needs to get some KD steals. Yep. I've seen KD get a steal before with his head completely in the opposite direction of where the ball was. His head was turned. He was facing the completely opposite way and still got his hand up in the passing lane, timed it right, and then turned it into a faster bucket the other way. Mm. I know the IQ is there for KD. I know what he can do. He's got to see it happen a couple of games in a row to start feeling that self and start feeling the self and getting that KD confidence back because that's not even there. I mean, he would be 0 for 5 and still be talking trash. Right now, he just doesn't even look like that player. He's not contributing really defensively. He's not doing anything, even the little things that you would expect from KD. So start getting some steals, get some fast break buckets, Take good shots. Um, chill out, you know. Don't force one verse three. Just pull mm-hmm. that thing out. Just calm down a little bit. And if he has a couple solid performances, and we just need him to get higher going into March, Blake, the same way that Purifoy did, Daniel Purifoy. Yep. You go back and watch that, that run in March, he's not going to have the Jared Harper or the Chuma-type games. Yep. But boy, did he hit some big shots. And you wouldn't have made that run without Dangel. You wouldn't have made that run without Malik Dunbar. And mm. that's the kind of production that we need from KD off the bench. And we know he can do it. It's just something's going on in there right now. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, that Malik Dunbar, man, I still love it when he's – it's about that time, about that time. Man, I, I love it. I always wanted Malik on a screen pass. I just – I don't know why. 
I just always felt like Malik, Malik had that attitude. He would truck somebody. Bro, you remember when Malik uh, pinned, uh, who was it, P.J. Washington, when we are in the yes. Kentucky game? When, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that was good stuff. I missed that team, man. That yes, I missed that team, man. Uh, shout out to Malik Dunbar uh, in Auburn. Great, man. Uh, what a what a special team that was, Dustin. So, man, look, I know there's a big football game tomorrow night. Uh, the college football playoffs, the the national championship out in SoFi in Los Angeles, California. Me personally, I think that's dumb to have it out there, but <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it is what it is. Uh, TCU and Georgia, Dustin. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, man, I need a prediction. Who do you got? Yeah, L.A. is the college football capital of the world. Great choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but look, TCU, the thing that impressed me about TCU and the thing that I didn't give them credit for and I should have listened to you was they are just bigger than I thought they were. Yeah. Like I noticed it first in Michigan. I was like, you know what? Just just getting off the bus test, they passed that test better than you would think they would. They mm-hmm. are a big team. Um I think they hang around for two and a half quarters, and I don't think that Georgia blows the door all doors off of them. But at the end of the day, Georgia's just more talented; they're just deeper, and that's going to be the difference to me. They, they've been here before; they know what it is, and I hate it. I, I hate it. I don't know what why I'm stuck in this universe. They say that there's the thousands of us living out in thousands of well, this universe sucks because Georgia and Bama every freaking year just alternating and now Georgia's about to do back to back. I don't like it. It's my nightmare as an Auburn fan and I'm gonna be pulling for Sonny Dykes super hard, but unfortunately I feel like Sonny Dykes is about to find a little something out about the SEC and our our week schedule that he believes we play. So I'm going to go Bulldogs 33, TCU 20. Hmm. Okay. Um, look, I'm going to make my Don't prediction. I'm going to make my prediction, Dustin, and I'm going to go with my heart instead of my gut. Man. <laughs> uh, in my gut, I believe the Georgia Bulldogs repeat. All right, but – I got this little ticker in me, man, and it keeps telling me, Blake, you've been riding on the TCU train all year. All right. Hey, don't get off now, don't, man. Don't get off of it now. Max Duggan, teach me how to Dougie. Uh, Dougie Fresh, whatever we have called him this year. I, I've just I've been on that train and I'm not getting off, Dustin. And I think Max Duggan tomorrow night gets it done in Los Angeles. He takes down, he slays Goliath. And he takes down the Georgia Bulldogs, thirty-four to thirty, and it's thirty to twenty-seven going in. All right, Max Duggan's driving the field, all right, and he puts one in the end zone to take the lead, thirty-four to thirty, and TCU gets it done. I think Stetson, um, I think Stetson has a great game tomorrow night. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't expect, uh, I don't expect him to. To totally play like he did in the first half of that semifinal game, but uh, I think both of these teams, I think they're going to go at it tomorrow night, man. I think it's going to be a hell of a national championship. And Dustin, one reason why I'm just sticking with my heart on this is because TCU has heard people for 
the entire year, TCU doesn't stand a chance. TCU's going to lose to Baylor. TCU's going to lose to Texas. TCU's going to lose to Iowa State. Uh, TCU's going to lose to Kansas State. All right. Well, TCU lost to Kansas State after they played them a second time. And then for a month after that, it was, uh, well, TCU really doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. TCU's not going to beat Michigan. Michigan's going to show them how physical the Big Ten is. Michigan's going to beat TCU by 30. All right. You kept hearing it over and over and over again, all right? And TCU has proved everybody wrong week in and week out. And then these last two weeks, Dustin, what have you heard? Georgia's going to beat TCU by 30. Georgia's going to beat TCU by three touchdowns. There's no way Stetson Bennett uh, doesn't go out as a as a back-to-back champion. All right, Max Duggan, they might put up some points, but they just don't have the defense to stay with Georgia. Yada 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 yada. It, it's just it's a new excuse each and every week of why TC, TCU can't do it. And I'm sorry, I'm going with my heart tonight, uh, tomorrow night, 34 to 30. TCU will be crowned as the national champions. And that is not my gut pick. So just know my gut pick is different. Uh, but I'm sticking with my heart, man. Max Duggan, in my opinion, should have won the Heisman Trophy. Unfortunately, they gave it to Caleb Williams. It is what it is. But, uh, man, Max Duggan, hell of a story. So uh, those are our picks for the for the College Football National Championship game. And Dustin, man, uh, hopefully uh, Tuesday, I know we play at 8 o'clock. Hopefully we can get on here a little before the basketball game in and we could recap the national championship game. If not, uh, we'll probably we'll probably be back Wednesday because I know that game don't get off until 10 o'clock Tuesday night. So uh, we'll probably be back Wednesday night uh, to do a recap. And if we can't do the football recap, we'll just talk a little bit about it on uh, Wednesday's episode. How does that sound, man? Whatever works for you, buddy. You know, I'm down for whatever. Love that, man. Well, uh, Dustin, like always, man, I'm going to give you the floor, say your last words, and drop your social media content. I put this on Twitter today, man. And to say it again, Auburn's going to lose more basketball games. Yep. It's going to look ugly when we lose them. Mm-hmm. The home streak probably going to come to an end this year as well. That's going to be frustrating. We're going to have more nights like we had versus Georgia. We're also going to have more nights like we have versus Arkansas. Mm -hmm. If I was willing to bet, we're going to have more of the Arkansas-type nights than the Georgia nights. And it's not football. I hate losing two. I'm not trying to poo-poo losing. I'm damn sure I'm trying to poo-poo losing to Georgia. (laughs) But, I mean, look, I can't stand it. I agree. Can't can't wait so they come to Plainsman this year. I hope we sweep them. Mm-hmm. Um, forty days, by the way, forty days. Oh man, baseball. I'm booking my trip for the Indiana series right now, Dustin. I was looking at Indiana or Southeastern. But yeah. Now you're saying Indiana, my shoot for Indiana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just can't wait. And like I said uh, in the beginning, man, full sports are in full swing. Everything's going on. Yeah, hockey, uh, NFL playoff start next week. College basketball is in full swing, and College football don't sleep no more, man. You got the 45 day for the transfer portal coming to an end. Mm-hmm. February 2nd, fast approaching. How are we going to close out? And then the signing class. And then, right, you know, a month later, you're kicking off spring ball. So it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time to be an Auburn Tiger. It sure is cold out. And uh, <laughs> I love it, man. Enjoy doing this podcast with you. 
Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, super, super excited to see Damar Hamlin, bro. Yes. The the opening kickoff today to see him mm. up watching the game. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in watching a football game Monday night. And to, six days later to be sitting here where we are. I want to say this, man. I don't really get into this kind of stuff a lot. Um, but I think it's a very, it's a very human emotion when you see something like that to ask why. And you hear about his little brother watching the game at home and you, and you know that the mom was at the game and you see the reaction with teammates. It's very human to say why. This doesn't make any sense. And this last week, Blake, and it doesn't matter what your religion is or anything like that. Um, I am a man of faith. And, but to see the entire country, not just the game of football, but the entire country, yep. just, to, just to tell their friends, I love you, to tell their family, I love you. I have never seen this much prayer, probably since September 12th, 2001. Seriously, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to exaggerate. I, I have seen people coming together before the Titans and the Jaguars, arch rivals, AFC South on the line, all come together before the game and go to God in prayer. So sometimes God's playing chess, man. And you, you want to ask why, because it's a human thing to do. Yep. You just need to sit back because there's a bigger plan and it's not, it's not for us to understand. So just a beautiful week. I think the NFL handled the entire situation beautifully. There were some guys like Skip Bayless that didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is with those kind of clowns. A beautiful, just a beautiful week overall. How everybody handled it. And uh, yeah, man, tell somebody that you're close to that you love them. Tell somebody. Just tell a friend. Tell like a friend that you know maybe needs it that you appreciate them. Mm, man. Good stuff, Dustin. Good stuff, man. Uh, Damar Hamlin, you know, like you mentioned, uh, he brought the world back together, man. That This country uh, that is so divided sometimes, and I hate talking about it, but when something like this happens and, and you see people from different races, religions, cultures, just anything and everything, man, different parts of the country just coming together and and. Uh, commenting on people's Twitter post and and Facebook post and saying, "Hey, look, I don't know you, but we're all praying for Demar. You know, we we want him to get better. We all watched it on live television, Dustin. We all saw what happened. And I don't care if you're black, white, green, purple, yellow, orange. I don't care. When I saw Demar Hamlin fall to the ground, I I, I just I was like, no, like like th- this can't happen." You know, like he's 24 years old, man. Dustin, I'm I, I'm about to be 32, man, and 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 uh, to watch a 24 year old uh, fall out like that, and who you think is perfectly healthy, you think you know he's in the best shape of his life. He's 24 years old, and I just said, nah, man, he can't he can't go out like that. It it can't happen that way. And then you see all of these people when they get him to the hospital and he's fighting for his life, they just turn together. And uh it was it was just all love, man. All love for DeMar. And like you said, DeMar was up, he was watching the Bills game, he got to FaceTime teammates, and 
one big thing that happened today was Rodney Thomas, who was a DB for the Indianapolis Colts. He went to high school with DeMar Hamlin in Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh, and he caught a pick today. And as he was running it back, he was tackled, and he got tackled around the 40, I believe, and then he got up and he trickled down to the 30-yard line, which was outlined in red for Buffalo. And he lays the ball down and stands over the three and does the heart signal. And uh, DeMar retweeted it, man. And he just said, ride dog. And uh, he, he put up the, the heart emojis, man. And, and uh, it, it was it was good to see, man, the entire NFL w- was behind DeMar Hamlin. And uh, in the entire sports, man. I, I watched uh, Donovan Mitchell the other night in his presser. The last thing he said was, "Hey, I'm I'm praying for the dude from Buffalo, uh, Demar Hamlin." He's he said, "I hope he's okay." So it brought everybody together, man. And and one other thing I wanted to mention before we do get off of here, Demar tweeted today. He said, "We all won. I want to give back an ounce of the love y'all showed me. Proceeds of this shirt will go to first responders and the UC Trauma Center. Go get yours." And the link is didwewin.shop. So go to Damar Hamlin's page, click on the link, buy you a shirt. It's not going to a professional athlete's bank account like a lot of you talk. And they're just some privileged athletes here and there. And they just, you know, they're lazy this, lazy that, whatever. Don't turn it into that. This dude is giving money back to the people who saved his life. Th- that That right there. Goes a mile for me, man. Uh, Damar Hamlin is a great human being. And my wife, who is actually a nurse, uh, you know, I, I told her about it and she, she just said, wow, you know, like nurses and, and, and those type of people, Dustin, uh, doctors, nurses, uh, the people that work the ER, uh, you know, just, just none of the first responders get the love that they really deserve day in and day out. And for this guy, to do this and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give back to the people that saved my life. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to show them their appreciation. That goes a long way with me, man. Damar Hamlin, glad to see you back up. Glad to see you uh, just just back full of life, man. Uh, it, it's, it's awesome to see, Dustin. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. I really am. Uh, it's been a hell of an episode, Dustin. Woo, man, what a bounce-back performance from the Auburn Tigers basketball team. Absolutely love to see it. But a big week ahead of us. Can't wait to be back on the pod. And with that being said, we're out. We will catch y'all this week. Go Frogs.